Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. But put me back in a vanilla relationship, and sometimes I'll fight those principles all the way. Everybody's digging in and being stubborn. With the last three guys, I hate saying this, but it's true. You know, with the last three guys, it's not their fault. You know, I'm not there. But I'm looking for a true dominant man. This is his way of moving around in the world. All right, hey guys. Well, let me jump right in. First of all, I want to start with, I don't really know where this episode is going. I have a couple things jotted down that I felt like I really wanted to get out. I don't always do that. A lot of times, most of the shows I do are unscripted. And I think I want to highlight that a little bit and point that out. Like, you know, that's the difference between, I guess, I generically will call this a show. It's not. It's an actual podcast, just a free-floating, unedited ideas. A show, which I don't do, is more of, you know, you'll record stuff and you'll go back and edit it to make it clean and neat You'll rearrange ideas and thought processes. If you have somebody else on, you'll edit what they've said because you don't always know what they're going to say in order to, I guess, conform to the direction that you wanted to go with that episode. I've never done that. So what you're getting, it's an actual podcast. It's not a produced show. And I want to point that out but also correct myself because I've met I've said this like oh you want to be on the show I really kind of have to be careful with my the words I use because those words have you know power and they mean different things and this podcast is just a free-flowing exchange of ideas and sometimes it's a one-way output because it's just me and this that's what it'll be this time but other times it's myself and another person and literally I just want to point out that I've never edited anybody's thoughts or content or ideas in order to make a show with a production value. Like this was the goal and I will take outtakes and blend them together in order to create my vision. Every episode is just unique in and of itself. I don't censor the guests. I don't censor myself. It's just, you know, it is what it is. The only time I I want to, I'll give a caveat to the only time I actually censor something is when if uh, somebody says my name or I say their name, I'll censor that out. Or, you know, sometimes we have to, if we go along, it's like, okay, I didn't realize I'm gonna have to pee. (laughs) Give me one second. I'm going to jump up. There's going to be no talking. (laughs) You know, I'll cut those parts out. But otherwise that everything is just, it is, you know, what you hear is, Instead of saying what you see is what you get, I'll say what you hear is what you get. Like that's the legit 
the real deal. There's no, um, I'm not trying to create something or produce something to raise it to a different level than what it was. And there's nothing wrong with, with production value. Trust me, I'm not knocking on that. I'm just saying, I thought I should point that out to people that, and maybe you can tell by listening to it, you're like, well, shit, there's absolutely no editing going on here. It's true. So you either kind of like that or you don't. But I feel like, you know, if I go back, there's been a lot going on. And I'm going back to the genesis of why I started this podcast and what the original intention was. The original intention was to do this social experiment that I thought would last about a year and that I would document myself and I would be, it was an online diary. And the whole point of a diary or a journal is to be you know, as open and honest as you can. And because it was really just more intended for myself and other people then suddenly were sharing in that. But I feel like sometimes I have to remind myself of that and get back to basics. And so uh, this podcast, I really want to do that. I want to get back to basics and I want to get back to basics on a topic that I want to sort of get into defining submission, submissiveness, my journey to that, my exploration in that, how I've found myself in this space that I never expected and how I'm sort of like right now, I will say floundering my way. I don't, you know, it's not pretty, but floundering my way through the having it, accepting it, really sort of starting to fine tune it and then losing it. And it's making me, you know, after, after it's no longer there, when I realized how important it was and what a big part of me that it was, I'm sort of looking a little bit deeper and I figure that, you know, now's a good time to be really open and sort of, I guess, expose myself, if you will. I don't know if that's the right, really way of looking at it, but maybe I'll start with kind of the basics. So after having my first dominant submissive dynamic and relationship, I kind of want to define very generically for people what I think that is. And it's just a super, super, very rudimentary explanation. Because quite frankly, I think it's a really good way to define it. I don't think it's I don't think it needs to be any more complicated than that. And I think it's a way that everybody will kind of go, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And I just define it as, a, you know, it's a mutually agreed upon power exchange. So it's just qualified by the ability of that dynamic to satisfy the needs of the two parties involved. And it's really not any more complicated than that, because that really provides a catch-all and an umbrella for everybody that it can go way complicated, it can be way simple, but I think that that is kind of a, under that umbrella of what I just said, a lot of things fit underneath that. Now, the first thing I want to mention is if you're going to do that, that it requires a lot of openness, honesty, and communication. And it's interesting that I find that this is the thing that people in vanilla relationships struggle with the most myself included when I was in my vanilla relationships. And it's it's just interesting how 
once I shifted my perception of, well, okay, I'm no longer in a vanilla relationship. Now I'm in this type of relationship. This is what that demands. It demands, you know, these things that I just automatically accepted it and went with it. But put me back in a vanilla relationship and sometimes I'll fight those principles all the way. Everybody's digging in and being stubborn and, you know, I don't know why just sort of slightly shifting my mindset or taking me out of the element of this is just a traditional relationship that I've always experienced. And maybe it's because it's patterns. I didn't take those patterns, those usual patterns that I had with me that weren't always helpful and useful, that were sabotaging and not productive in vanilla relationships. I just, when I walked into the BDSM dynamic and the dominant submissive dynamic and everything that that was new to me. And so I walked into that open-minded going, okay, well, I don't know anything about this. When I said, I don't know anything about this, I didn't drag forward bad habits, other bullshit from other relationships and other ways of doing it. It's almost like, again, your mind gets thrown something, your brain gets thrown something completely different that it perceives as, I don't know anything about this. And all of a sudden you become open-minded and a student. I'm going to make a parallel here. Like in business, some of my great, great mentors like Jim Rohn, like if you don't know who Jim Rohn is, please find out who Jim Rohn, Google his name, get on YouTube. Jim Rohn is one of the best just business mentors ever. Anyway, one of the things that he always said was stay a student of the game. That in business, I've always applied that. Why didn't I apply that in vanilla relationships? It's kind of the same thing. I don't know, but I didn't. Now, Fast forward to my taking me out of a vanilla dynamic and putting me into a BDSM, dominant submissive, you know, I'm exploring something new. And, and I approach this the same way as I do something new in business. I'm like, well, shit, I don't know anything about this. I got I to learn all, of, all that I can, right? I'm now a student of the game. And that's the thing. And that's the point in business is always stay a student of the game and always be open to learning. Always know that you're going to be hitting walls, things that you have to overcome, obstacles, now, why don't I look at my, why didn't I look at my vanilla relationships the same way? It is the same thing. But for some reason, you can accept it more when you label it differently. I don't know why. However, it's interesting to note. And I want to point that out to people because I'm thinking maybe some of this is going to resonate with you too. So fast forward to me in a new, you know, this new finding out these new things and being exposed to new ideas and just a new way of being. And for some reason, I allow myself to go back to ground zero. I let somebody put me at ground zero and I now become a student of the game. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. Hello, it's Layla. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I just have one quick announcement and I'm so excited about it. I'm almost finished with my free sex bucket list tutorial. I just want you to know if you want to be notified as soon as it launches, all you have to do is go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on sign up under exclusive access to unpublished content. You'll be the first notified when it's available and I'm so excited for you to give it a try. All right, now back to the show. Same a very eager student, a very open student, someone who just comes as a blank slate. 
and I allow all this learning because I'm not prohibiting it with preconceived ideas. Well, as it turns out, that allowed a huge change in my life and my mindset. And quite frankly, it turned relationships and everything that I had thought before and really experienced before kind of on its upside down, you know, and really shook me, but exposed me to so much new, so much. It just allowed me to go places that I never really thought were possible when it is a relationship dynamic, however you're defining that, whether it's a dominant, submissive, you know, vanilla, whatever umbrella you're under, it just allowed me for some reason to look at it with, you know, look at relationships or how I was going to be in a relationship with fresh eyes and openness and without dragging without dragging any baggage to it, which was so valuable. And that works so well for me. And it allowed me to, I guess, be the student. And I had a teacher. And if you've ever had a really good teacher, you'll never forget those teachers. All your schooling, we all had these standouts, you know, not everybody's great. But again, think of that like your relationships, not everybody's great. And you have some standouts. Well, those standouts make a huge impact. I guess I was lucky enough to have a teacher that just really took the time and created a curriculum specifically around me and how he felt I would be best led or educated, whatever word you want to use. And I was willing and I went along with it because One of the other strong principles that I have in business is when you get to a certain point and you have enough confidence in your business abilities, you're fearless and you will, you'll jump in the deep end of the pool saying, I don't get, I don't really know much about this, but I'll figure it out. You're confident enough to know I will figure it out. I won't, you're okay with the sink or swim because you know, you trust your ability. You trust in yourself to come up with a solution, find the way, get educated, you know, and get the answer. And I think from a submissive point of view, because people want to define that as a weaker position, it isn't. It's not a weaker position. It's just the counterpart to the dominance. So the two coexist. You really don't have one without the other. If you do, it's just kind of more of a fucked up relationship. But when you get that true balance and that true power exchange, remember I said, just generically put, it's just, you know, defining it's, it's, it's a mutually agreed upon power exchange, right? And that's just the ability of that power exchange to serve the needs of the two people involved. And if you hit on that and you, you get there, what the dominant's giving and what the submissive's giving, everybody's getting their needs met. And that's the exchange. And even if you go into it not knowing, you know, what you need or what you like or what feels right, if you have enough confidence, if you're just a confident enough person, that's why I say like a type A just really helped me, helped me with that, being a type A, because I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fearless. It's not always, 
Sometimes that fearlessness is not good as you move around in the world. And this is why, this is why it's been helpful to have a dominant. Um, Cause I'm overconfident. I will put myself in like situations maybe where I don't see like, Hey, it's day. This is not safe. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, I'm, you know, my little, uh, what do I like to say? My little hummingbird mouth is right and checks my, no, my alligator mouth is right and checks my hummingbird ass. Can't, cash <laughs> so you know just there is a I'll take that to an extreme because in business I'm just fearless and you know I jump in and I go for it and I know that I'll I've had good mentors and good teachers and you know I just know now where to how to find the answers and how to find the way well going to into the taking that into the BDSM or dominant submissive realm you really need a good leader and you need a good follower and we have to stop defining those two words I guess as a as a juxtaposition and think of them more as a balance think of them more as maybe like a scientific equation you know the way everything is balanced in nature you have a yin and a yang you have a negative and a positive electrons protons everything has strikes its balance and this this does too and so just kind of circling back a little bit so you know for me having already had just regular vanilla relationships and backgrounds you know everyone talks about when you go to new relationships you bring that baggage with you and you do I'm inclined to say that because I went into this immediately with a student slash follower mindset because I didn't bring my ego although it was a little bit there you know and preconceived ideas you know I was more of a blank slate because I had to leave a lot of that shit at the door I just was way more open to receiving new information new experiences new ideas a new way of being and interacting with somebody it sort of caught me off guard because I didn't, you know, I didn't, like I said, I just didn't approach that relationship with the same bullshit I would normally bring right up front, you know, <laughs> to somebody new. I was a fucking fish out of water here. I mean, I, you know, this was just totally new and different. And it's enough of a difference and to stop you from repeating old patterns, now, not to say that those didn't come up once I realized, oh, fuck, I, okay, here, once I got my bearings and I realized what the fuck was going on, yes, that shit does come into play, won't lie, but, but you've already, the thing is, the beauty of it is, you know, if you have a good dominant, or, uh, you know, I'm trying to be neutral about this, and I'm, I'm always saying dominant, because that's, you know, that was my point of view, I'm a submissive, to, and I had a dominant, but it could be the same way around, you know, if you're new if you have, if you're a dominant and you have a new submissive like I was, or you are a dominant and you're trying to find your way through this too, the learning curve is going to be about the same. You know, you're going to, you're going to just naturally be able to start leading because you're not worried about how you were or your pattern in things you defined otherwise. And I think that's really the beauty of the way our minds work and the way we relate to things is when it's familiar and we, we just boom, you know, as you get older, you've got so much more, I keep saying baggage, but 
you know, sometimes that, that all those experiences, they can serve you well, for sure, but they can also impede you and hold you back. And this switch for me, like I said, it was just enough. There was just enough difference. It was like just learning a new business idea or concept or when I'm like, okay, I'm going to move from this direction. I'm going to click off, you know, 10 degrees different. And now I'm just in a, you know, I'll, that's a 10 degrees different enough that I'm like, well, that's different. Now I can be in student mode. You know, I need to be in learning mode. I've got to bring in as much information as I can to make this happen and then start making decisions about how to move forward with that. And that's exactly how this was and what happened. Now, again, I will say I was very lucky to have a good teacher. I keep, I don't know that, you know, people always think of it from like that point of view, but really a good dominant or a good, or finding a good submissive, those people are going to be teachers for you. I have no doubt that the learning exchange that took place between Cowboy Ann and I is the same. It's equal but opposite. He got his learning experience and I got mine. And is one more valuable than the other? Did one learn more than the other? I don't think so. I think we're split down the middle. I could be wrong. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like what we taught each other and the level that we were able to get to together was absolutely a two-way street. And I'll always be amazed and blown away and grateful for that leadership from him and how it just, I mean, it's changed me. It's changed me so much. And I, you know, if you go back to the start of this podcast, I was the biggest question on my mind is like, where am I going with all this? And who am I becoming? Who will I be at the end of this? I don't have the answer just yet. But man, am I different? I mean, this just took a turn I never expected. And now, you know, because of that, I'm finding myself so, you know, I'm finding myself in this new place with this new set of values and needs and wants and expectations, desires, cravings, you know, a whole new set. It's a whole new ball game. It's just a whole new, whole new business plan, whole new ball game. How, how, you know, <laughs> how many other cliches can I throw out there? I am different. My needs are different. And now I'm faced with, well, how the fuck do I satisfy these needs? Where, how do I get this met? How do I find, what's my outlet for that? So while I'm trying to answer that question, it's now shifting and changing my requirements for my friends with benefits, what I'm looking for. And I'm trying to quickly, as fast as I can, I guess, redefine that and figure it out. And I don't know that it's, it's not going to be a straight line. That's for damn sure. But, you know, I just lately, you know, Mr. Pickles sent me a text the other day, like, Hey, what's going on? Let's get together. And I'm like, man, I didn't respond. Socks sent me to, you know, tried to reach out twice. I haven't responded. I just don't know. I mean, right now, I don't know how to maneuver. And I think it's because while I had an outlet for my submissive needs, while those are being met, it was easier for me to free flow 
in and out of these other casual relationships because that was like the cherry on top. But I don't have the ice cream of the sundae. So all these other little toppings are, it's just a cherry in an empty little dish. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm going, hmm, there's something big missing here. It's a big component. And it's what kind of added some, you know, it was the extra little oomph and zing and fun stuff, you know, that you did on the periphery. And it's not, well, I don't want to say it's not as enjoyable but I guess it's been not as enjoyable. I don't know. I'm not able to engage in it as much as I used to. When I look at before I got in deep with the DS dynamic, the, all this casual stuff was very fun. Very fun. Very exciting. Didn't have a problem with it. Now I'm trying to get myself back in that mindset, back in that appreciation. And it's just for some reason right now, it's harder. I don't know why. I'm figuring that out. I'm figuring. I'm just figuring it out. I'm, that's where I'm legit straight up I'm at right now. I'm like, can I get back into that? I don't know. I know this. I know certain dynamics need more. For me, the dominant submissive stuff and the BDSM, I can't role play those. So I'm either going to be serious about it with, some, with, with someone or not. Not at all. I don't believe I'm somebody that's going to be able to say, I need the kink part without the passion and the connection. The kink part is only good for me in the context of the passion and the connection. I can't role play it. I can't, you know, that's where I'm at right now. I don't know where that, I don't know if that'll change. I don't know. But right now, you know, that's why I was having a hard time with, with socks when he was sort of crossing, getting to that gray zone, you know, it's like, you know, doing those things with me in a sex act aren't going to work. And the last time I saw him, I changed it up. I really did. I changed it up. It was more aggressive and fun and playful. And that was hot. That last encounter was fucking hot and way more enjoyable. But, you know, I can't have you showing up as role playing in the dominant position trying to put that hat on with me again it's okay to have dominant aggressive it's okay to have aggressive sex that's fine but i can't do the who owns you the you can slap my ass that's fine i can't do the you know i don't even want the slapping it really just doesn't it doesn't do anything for me you could be physically aggressive with me move me around slap my ass you know you can even grab my you know grab my grab my neck a little bit like that that's fine. But that's probably about as far as it goes. When you start getting into dialogue with me during the act and you're making statements that are sort of requiring a submissive reply, who's, you know, who owns this pussy? Who's your daddy or any of that shit? No, that's not. Uh, uh-uh. Instantly, you're going to start turning me off because uh, you don't own me. You know, you don't own me. You're just a sex buddy, a friends with benefits. And if we have, if we can create a good enough chemistry that the sex is enjoyable and it's hot and I don't want mediocre fucking sex, I'm just not about that. So if I don't have that connection with you, I'm less likely to want to circle back to it. It has to be pretty good, pretty stellar. So the bar's high for just a friends with benefits. I mean, you know, it can't just be plain all like, here we go, eight minute vanilla sex or whatever, like, uh-uh. 
I do like it to take my time. I do like it to be the full experience and where we're doing lots of things. Oral sex, where there's four fucking foreplay. Oral sex, a lot of, you know, kissing and grabbing and, you know, getting hot and fiery and build the build up and and then good sex and that doesn't always have to be it's not pounding you know we have there's some pounding in in there but it's not just pound 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 pound. i guess i'm i'm getting very picky (laughs) i'm changing my definition of friends with benefits (laughs) maybe i should just hand them like uh, you know here you go here's these are the job requirements (laughs) you know type up a word document (laughs) here's what i'm looking for uh with some bullet points it's interesting it's it's very interesting and i i guess i feel like in a way sometimes i as i've gone along and done this and here i am four years into it and thought almost a year two i was like i'm gonna shit can this i'm done with this but i i want to get back to the core value of why i did this the core value is this is supposed to be for me And I have to get back to that. I have to get back to remembering that this was about documenting honestly the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, everything that all of this stirs up with me, in me. And therefore, it is exposing. And especially from that point to where I started to now, I did not know that the podcast would take off and that it would have listeners and downloads and you know people all over the world and that's a little bit of pressure it put you know it makes me feel like oh god you know I have to put out like I don't want to get into the position where I feel like I have to censor myself and I have to put out content just to put out content I can't do that and I'm not going to do that that might hurt me a little bit as far as people that listen I know people want to be entertained I want to do that badly but I have to be true myself at this point, especially with, you know, right now where I'm at, this is a big transition for me where I'm at right now. It's a big transition. I've been exposed to something that's really changed me as a person. I had this relationship with somebody that's made a huge impact on me. I've lost that. And now I have to figure out, I'm like, well, shit, where the fuck do I go from here with this? And so I hope that you, as a listener, are okay with that and you're happy to take that, like, sit back and watch the aftermath of the train wreck. (laughs) The impact has happened. I'm a survivor. I'm mangled and I'm fucking, like barely walk. Hello, Curious Girl Diaries podcast listeners. Hey, I need a big favor. I'm getting ready to launch the Curious Girl Diaries private podcast. This will be a private membership-based podcast where I can get even more revealing with you guys. I'm looking for input on content creation. Basically, what do you guys want to hear? Here's your chance to come and co-create with me. There's two ways to do this. Either email me, curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Please put private pod in the subject line or go to the website, click on the pink tab on the right-hand side and leave me a voicemail. All co-creators will receive special access to the private podcast when it launches, which is very soon. So please don't wait. All right. Now back to the show. In a way with my self intact, I don't know what's left and what, you know, like where it goes from here as far as how I can like get re-engaged and 
but right, you know, it's just like, I, you know, that if you've seen Top Gun, where like, where Maverick, like he, he can't hit the guns, he can't pull the trigger, you know, like, I can't, Maverick, re-engage, <laughs> like, I need to, I need to get back into it, because I would say that with the last three guys, oh, I hate saying this, but it's true, you know, with the last three guys, it's not their fault, you know, I'm not there, I'm not there. I can't get into it. And I need, I want to get back into it. And what I need, and I think I'm pretty sure I know what I need. I have to be a little more honest with the guys that I'm talking to and cultivating. You know, like I got on my little hookup thing the other day and there's so much in my inbox and I just get lost in it a little bit. And I'm like, okay, which guy was I excited about? And who, wait, wait, where was that one? And I have to be, I just have to be honest and say, I, I'm looking for something very specific. I want a friends with benefits for sure. But why definition of friends with benefits is ongoing, hot, passionate sex, where when we're done, when we leave that encounter, we're not requiring anything from that person other than when's the next time you'd like to get together. And also, if somebody wants to go and do something, I like to do stuff. Again, it doesn't, trust me, this does not mean you're going to have to deal with me like a girlfriend or whatever it is you typically don't want and vice versa. It's usually the other way around. I will be fighting you off for not going crossing into that boyfriend zone, but I don't see why we can't enjoy each other's company. I mean, go eat, chat, I like to know the person. I'm, I mean, I'm interested in who that person is. And then I want to have hot, steamy, unattached <laughs> sex with them. Meaning we can have sex that rocks each other's world, but we're not trying to move into that boyfriend-girlfriend zone. And it's really a strange lane. It's a delicate balance. It's, And it seems like I was able to do that so well in the beginning I had I met all these great people and for some reason I'm just not clicking on the friendship level like you know I'll meet somebody and I'm like yeah great and then it really really is out of sight out of mind like I'm like eh I don't know do I need to go back and do that again I need to leave I guess wanting more excited to see you again right but without the pressure this is what we're not doing there's no pressure to provide anything in that middle space we're not trying to fill the middle that awkward weird middle and with making it be something that it doesn't need to be or that it's not and it's not going to be that is where I'm good that's where I really shine that's my niche that's my niche right there it is a true friends with benefits but the friends part and the benefits part are equal. And so just cultivating the benefits without the friends, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Then I just, I'm masturbating on your dick and you're turning my masturbation into more of a process than it needs to be because I can stay home and do it. I don't have to shower and look all pretty, you know, and get fluffy and all that to masturbate. But now what you want me to do is make masturbation into way more of a complicated thing than it needs to be. See what I'm saying? So <laughs> anyway, I really don't know. 
I knew when I sat down to record this, I was just like, okay, what the fuck? Where are you going with this one? What is it you want to say? I really wanted to just focus. I didn't want to get this way out there. I think I wanted to keep it streamlined onto the just the BDSM and dominant submissive dynamics and what those relationships are all about. Clearly, I did not. And again, that's because I don't I just don't do a script. I don't what I'm doing isn't scripted. I don't follow the rules. And so because it's not scripted and because it's not following the rules or, you know, if this was a business plan, I would have everything laid out. It would all be going somewhere. And every podcast and every topic would be leading you to the next step or in the next direction. It would have a purpose. It'd be clearly defined what my goals were and everything would be pointing towards getting to that goal. This online diary, it's just a shit show of what's going on in the life of Layla. And sometimes it's fun and witty and other times it's like this where it's just a open mouth and let the shit just roll out. And I guess that's what I'm doing on this one. And I don't know. I just, I felt like I had to get that out there. I know it's not always, like I said, the best for entertainment value, but I felt like it was time to, you know, at this point with everything that's happened, kind of come clean a little bit and just say, hey, I'm not sure what's coming down the pike. I don't know how I'm going to get back into the really fun exploration and have it be super enjoyable, but I'm not giving up. That's for damn sure. I can fake it till I make it to some extent, right? And meaning I'll just keep putting myself out there. I will keep meeting guys. I will keep going on dates and having sexual encounters and all that. That's not that's not going to stop. But what I can't do is be dishonest about where I'm at. And, you know, if it's not exciting, it's not exciting. And if I'm struggling with it, I'm struggling with it. And right now I am struggling with it. So I don't have an outlet for this big component that, I now crave and want and need. And I'm very hesitant about the guys I'm coming across that say that that's their lane. It's a shit show. That part is a shit show. The people that call themselves dominants or that consider themselves dominants, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. It's like, you know, it really, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, in my opinion, it's you either are or you aren't. You're kind of born that way. You know, I've said it before. You can role play this. If you're not naturally inclined that way, you can find somebody where you guys role play and explore the kink side of it and the fetish side of it. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm looking for a true dominant man. This is his way of moving around in the world, in his life. It's always on for him because it's just who he is. And so that's what I need. That's what I'm looking for. A man that it's just an integral part of him. You're not going to change it. And whether or not he's acting that out in the bedroom, he's still living it in his day-to-day life. Those components and those pieces. So that's really, I think, where I have to start. Anyways, well, all right, guys, thanks for listening. I think it's time for me to end this. You can hear my dog whining in the background. She needs to go outside and go potty. So, and so do I, not outside. (laughs) I'll go potty on the toilet. 
Um, <laughs> anyways, thank you guys so much. You know, I do really appreciate everybody that listens. You're amazing. I love your feedback. Thank you so much. Thank you for the donations. If you want to support the show, please, please, please do. You just go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com forward slash donate. Or please consider leaving me a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to iTunes. It's very easy. You just hit rate a review. Again, you don't have to leave. It's not attached to your Apple ID. You can put, give yourself any uh, user handle that you want. And um, I always appreciate five stars. Thank you so much. It really helps with my visibility and uh, uh, with the podcast. And I appreciate it. And it doesn't cost you anything. It just maybe two minutes of your time. Alrighty. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody, I hope you're having a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.